0: hello everybody and welcome to episode number 66 of on the flank i'm one of your hosts john george alongside joe kirkpatrick say hello joe hey everybody joe we're both at home in our in our cozy hometowns for 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 the holidays for christmas it's true and, yes christmas and eve Eve. yes it is christmas eve eve um very exciting and uh I, although this isn't really that holiday themed i guess we're we're previewing the North today, uh, the North Division, which the North is is holiday themed in itself, right, Joe?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, very intentional.
0: Extremely by, intentional. By
1: the staff here at All the
0: Yes, exactly. Our our writers, they they've been, <laughs> they, we do make them work on holidays. They they have to get to work. Uh, we need good episodes uh but yeah we uh, like we expected we recorded like four days ago so and and it was after a two-week break and we barely had any news so we did not expect to have too much news this episode and uh yeah we don't have that many but let's let's just let's go through it real quick we got four pieces of news to talk about uh first one is snello officially leaving philadelphia the fusion i think it was up in question because he was a two-way player um whether or not yeah. he would sign, yeah, to f- yeah. I ahead. think
1: by the time they had signed um, uh, twelve players without him, though, that was the oh yes, the because I think they'd done that, right? Well, I guess they've only have ten now. I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, it certainly wasn't very likely um, with four other DPS players that he was going to stay on the roster, which is unfortunate. Maybe he'll um, get picked up by like T1 or something, but um, I feel like he may have already that it may have already happened if it was going to happen.
0: Yeah, uh, agreed. I think it was more of like, I think they have, yeah, they only have 10 players. They they had 11 last time we were talking, I feel like, for some reason. Oh, no, they have 11 because they have Hisu, who is eventually going to make it 11. Um, yeah. But I think we were talking about that because we were like, Fusion needs to get a, we haven't had bumper news yet, have we? Jeez. It's true. Not um. not bumper news. It's actually big. Uh, but, yeah, that I think that was – we were talking about Bumper to Philly and how they had 12 players. And, well, this – now they don't anymore. They have 11. So, Bumper could join Philly. It could happen. Um,
1: I'd still be a fan of that.
0: Yes. That that would be nice for the, the – I think that's the one thing they're missing is a main tank that really makes me say, wow, that's a good main tank. Um, Zumba has left the Seoul Dynasty, Joe is this an OG yes yeah. this is an OG Soul Dynasty player
1: I think there's only like one left or one OG Lunatic High player left I don't know who is off the top of my head Toby
0: Toby yeah. Toby's the only one from Lunatic High wow um yeah so officially you can't really call Soul Dynasty the Lunatic High team anymore I guess um yeah unless I mean, you could call it the Lunatic High player Toby um yeah, this team's completely different now. Uh, of course, their big pickup of the offseason was, was Profit and Gesture, so, uh, which everyone is a big fan of. I think I am too. Um, And with Gesture, I don't think they're going to be missing out on Zumba. I don't think he played at all last year, did he?
1: Uh, certainly not much, yeah. I don't know for sure.
0: Yeah, it was a bunch of Michelle and Marvel um, last year, because I don't, and, and I just don't I don't remember Zumba being prevalent to this team in a while, so um, maybe kind of expected. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's too sad about it. I don't think Zumba was anyone's favorite from Lunatic High, really. So, um,
1: and the question becomes then: uh, Are we getting more uh, additions to Seoul?
0: Yeah, uh, I think. Because we don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they do have only eight players, so. Uh, they've got lots of room for more they only have two support players toby and creative so that's that's the place they're lacking in most they have three dps and three tank um maybe some more Uh, me and joe (laughs) me and joe were talking about how we're upset we we don't like that uh we don't like the teams are sometimes secretive about whether or not they're whether or not they're done quite yet um yeah Because some of these teams, we truly don't know. They could they could be done with eight players. Because, um, I mean, they could feel the lineup right now. So, who knows?
1: Yeah. Well, and even with our uh, uh, team previews, as we're getting those, it's they still could change.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, our preview could be pointless. <laughs> um, which would suck. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zumba Leaves Elk is uh, going to play for Harrisburg, which is my personal favorite news from uh, this week because um, collegiate esports, baby. I love collegiate esports. Uh, and I, Joe does too, probably, because he's yeah. involved in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is super cool. And it's interesting because... Um, um, you, you, yeah, just because you know, they were sort of advertising this. You know, this is one of um, the... The first, if not the first, uh, Overwatch pro, literally recruited to play for a collegiate team, uh, which you don't see in very many other sports, <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to bring a, a college age uh, former professional player in and try to um, play on a collegiate team. But, uh, but yeah, Harrisburg University. I mean, it's a super good, uh, super good collegiate team already, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: coached by Joe Meister played season one philadelphia fusion except he didn't actually play a single map in season one
0: <laughs> he was on the team uh, Pedro, so that counts
1: it's true it's true uh now he's i think he'll be going into his second season coaching i think them, coaching them i think um uh, nice. yeah so that'd be cool
0: giving him that advantage by knowing knowing the fusion players he he snagged one he snatched one That's true um yeah this is this is super cool uh it, I, I think Monty mentioned Monty mentioned on Twitter. uh, It's just it's it's great to see. It's a good step forward for collegiate esports when you see like a former pro player say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to play for a collegiate team." Do you know if he's like going to start going to school there too?
1: Yeah. No. Sorry, that was part of it. um,
0: Because that's yeah,
1: that's
0: that's a huge part of it. Because it's for for people who are very good at video games and esports nowadays it's like the decision seems like you either go to college or you get you don't and you go play esports um and more people who make the decision like elk is here uh the better it is for collegiate esports and the better it is for people in general cuz uh they can go get an education and do the thing they love at the same time especially if collegiate esports is is more of a thing and uh people look at at Harris, I mean Harrisburg University is one of the like OG collegiate programs. I feel like, um, so people will if more pros are going to collegiate and more people are deciding to go to collegiate, it's it's going to become a a real decision here, Joe, uh, and even more of a decision because we'll we'll see what happens to him after college. But yeah, Oakes is good. Oakes a good player, so.
1: Yeah, and he is uh, notably not um, he has been playing for on sky foxes for like a month and a half or so uh, but he will be it'll be stepping down off of that uh, in order to go for Harrisburg
0: mm-hmm nice keep it will keep an eye on that maybe update you uh, update the listeners every once in a while on that because uh, that's cool Um did not expect to get this, Joe. Uh, last year, if you listen to our podcast, the first year, there's a lot of emphasis on on team branding and colors. Um, apparently, this off season we're going to get a little bit of that too, Joe. Um, the That's Los true. the Los Angeles Valiant, the uh, Florida Mayhem, and the San Francisco Shock are, and this is not official yet. Looking like they are doing slight rebrands it's it varies for each team it's looking like the florida florida mayhem and los angeles valiant are going completely different with their colors while san francisco sox just like tweaking their colors a little bit um let's start with the valiant who they're not changing their yellow joe they're changing their their green to a light blue which is supposed to um It's supposed to be like the ucla bruins or the los angeles chargers if you have seen either of those teams in sports it's like a light blue sometimes chargers wear powdered blue um with a yellow accent basically uh so they're going from green to blue joe what are your thoughts on this just give me initial initial thoughts on blue and uh, and yellow
1: i think they're similar to your thoughts as far as that goes (laughs) Uh, just because I'm not entirely sure um, why it was necessary. I mean, um, so sort of. I, I joked to you. Uh, we've, we've been talking about it in the last couple of days. Um, you, you know, I joked to you the only reason I would come up with that the Philly the or that uh, the value would move away from the green is like they didn't want to give the illusion um, that they might have any money <laughs> in, in the organization. Um, so so no more green for them um, because they don't have any. Um, but yeah, seriously, I don't know because I, I sort of liked the uh, like the yellow and green combination personally. Um, I know you know there's people who don't, but there's people who don't like like anything. Um,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But it's, um, but, but, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. But uh, so yeah, but with this light blue and the yellow, I don't know. It'll be uh, interesting, like when they play Boston, uh, the, yeah. the one time they played Boston, and those colors are similar, but. Uh, um, but yeah I don't know I maybe we'll when it is officially announced um, particularly for this team when it is officially announced maybe they'll have some kind of rationale where they'll like they'll be like Custi's favorite color was green
0: <laughs> he's not on the team anymore
1: yeah <laughs> I don't know but uh, maybe we'll get something like that but yeah in the meantime it's it is sort of um, sort of uh, I don't know offputting I guess um, and it, it is worth mentioning too that um the other than some changes to the Overwatch League site, uh, which you mentioned are sort of like happening, um, gradually over the last few days and probably will continue to. But, um, besides that, also on the current BTR, um, the, the there exists skins labeled, um, Valiant and, uh, uh, Shock and Florida Mayhem 2018, uh, skins specifically that are locked for purchase. Um, as opposed to the other ones that I guess aren't Um, or in theory, new ones that won't be. Which means
0: it just implies that they're going to have, I don't think anyone's ever changed like their in-game jerseys. And that implies that they are basically. Yeah. Um, So they're for the first time in league history, these three teams are going to have new jerseys in game is what the PTR is implying, Um, which is cool too. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you on this valiant thing. I never understand. Like, I, I like. I guess you're paying and uh, you're you're paying tribute to some teams in your area, in your local area, which is fine. There are some cities that, like Philadelphia, or not Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, almost every team, sports team, is yellow and black. Like in some cities, I think it's cool, and yellow and bl- and it's cool with yellow and black because that's like a super unique color scheme that only that city basically has. There's not too many yellow and black teams around the country. Um, which, by the way, I I really uh, would like a yellow and black team in Overwatch League. That'd be really cool. Um, but cool. But, um, but blue and yellow, that's not like an LA exclusive thing. <laughs> that's a that's very much a very common team color scheme um so especially in overwatch league we already have a blue and yellow team it's a dark blue and yellow team not a light blue and yellow team so i guess there's a difference but it's not it's not a very big one (laughs) we 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 had other green teams we had like the charge considers part of their one of their colors green outlaws is obviously neon green um i really liked the valiant green because outlaws has their green has their green i'm not gonna knock it i'm not a big neon fan but but i liked the valiance like forest dark green and it's gone and i don't like that i don't like that it's gonna be gone um but yeah this one was leaked in like an instagram ad first joe so <laughs> Elrod literally posted an Instagram ad with their new colors, and they have now posted it. They've redacted that ad. They they have a new ad with their old colors, and I think the original ad also had Custa in it. And they took Custa away and put McGravy in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. yeah, I remember
1: I remember seeing that on Reddit or something. Yeah, with the the blue and yellow, ad also Custa. Like both yep. of those things are wrong.
0: Yep. Uh, so valiant's offseason continues to be awful as they (laughs) as they uh field one of the worst rosters in the league in my opinion and now they change the colors from one of my favorite color schemes to it's fine like i like that i like the chargers color scheme a lot but i like how you had your own thing going valiant i like i liked it there's a lot of blue in this league already we don't need more uh, I guess mayhem's the next one, which is the one we know the least about. actually the only leak for this one is that there is a pink their logo, but it's pink instead of red, basically, so yeah,
1: at the bottom of their site. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I mean, but this is the most obvious one right joe they're they're gonna do pink and blue and blue. yeah
1: i' I'm, I'm yeah. you know surprised they haven't um already honestly, yeah, but.
0: Uh, this was um, just the, the most like obvious one. Last
1: season
0: uh, Yeah, they just weren't allowed to last season. They, I think they would have as quickly as they could because they had the ugliest. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. It would have been fine if they used less yellow. Like red and yellow is cool. Miami Heat uses red and yellow really well. Same with the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's because they don't use... Like use barely any yellow, and that's the key. But Mayhem said, "No, yellow is our main color. Yellow is the best color, and you guys are gonna love it. We're gonna shove yellow in your face." Um. But yeah, they're switching it to to that retro Miami Vice color stuff, um, which is interesting now because Spark has uh, has a very similar color scheme. Uh, that's true. Yeah,
1: maybe they go with like. Maybe they go with, like, black and blue and
0: pink. Yeah. I think that's what you got to like do. Like,
1: primarily black. That would
0: be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, yeah. Spark, their alternate jerseys last year from Spark were black. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, but, yeah, maybe they go blackish. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what they do. We. This is the one we know least about. The one we know... M- a lot about is the next one San Francisco which is a slight change and I'm so happy about it Joe because I if you listen to this podcast before you know I just heavily dislike gray as your primary color for the San Francisco shock um and they listened to me and they said John you're you're right um and it looks like they're going black as their primary color now uh with orange and they're keeping the gray uh, but it's looking like gray has like moved all the way down to to not even a secondary color, but but even past the orange. So it's basically an accent at this point.
1: Which is sort of interesting because now I guess we have uh, technically we have two black and orange teams in the league.
0: Yeah, they copied Fusion. Because Fusion was originally like orange and black. And then season two, they switched it to it, yeah. black and orange. And now Shock's like, oh, that looks good. We'll do that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's this is also, I guess, to match the a, a local team, the San Francisco Giants. Well, the Fusions was like the opposite because Flyers are like huge orange or black people. And the Fusion were like... All right, we're we're switching off of it. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. Any any other thoughts on these these two? I guess.
1: Yeah. So it's um, obviously nothing officially announced yet, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that happens and what some of the reaction is.
0: Yeah, um, it'll also be cool. I mean, just to mention the PTR thing again. It looks. I mean, they're locked right now, but it looks like you'll be able to buy vintage jerseys on the PTR st- or on the on the Overwatch League shop in game. Still, I guess. Mm, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, you probably charge more for them. <laughs> they probably will. I mean, that's what happens with vintage stuff. Um, but in my opinion, these vintage things are more of a mistake than cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They should stay vintage.
0: The only one that's vintage is the is going to be the Valiant one. Um, the other two, very ugly skins, in my opinion. So I don't, I, would, I would rather buy the new ones for those two. Okay, anything else to say about these new colors before we finally head into our preview?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Let's
0: do it. All right, the North. So if you've been sleeping under a rock since... Since I mean this was announced I feel like was this announced before the season ended 2019 season ended I don't uh, know the division maybe, things yeah. um if you don't know about the division things, there will be four divisions. the conferences have been split up into divisions they I don't know how much they really matter. <laughs> I don't think they matter that much, but you still make playoffs based off of getting first in the conference, not the division, right yeah, yeah, so it's just a way to split up um the standings even more basically. And uh, I think it's a way to. I, I'm not really sure. Although uh, it's it's just another way to split up the stands But the North is a part of the, um, what are the conferences called? Atlantic. It's Olympics. the Atlantic Division. It's part of the Atlantic Conference. So this is a division, conference, the whole league. That's how it goes. Um, uh-huh. and, and this division consists of the London Spitfire, the Boston Uprising, the New York Excelsior, the Toronto Defiant and the Paris Eternal and Joe I think it's fitting this is the first one we do because my god all of these teams are probably like leaders in off-season moves uh besides yeah, it, besides NYXL in, basically
1: yeah both in, in quality and quantity mm-hmm. uh, among the among all the teams yeah
0: yeah probably the most question marks around a good amount of these teams um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through each team um go through their best pickup of the offseason and their worst loss of the offseason player to watch from each team and then whether or not we think they're gonna make top 10 or bottom 10 in the total regular season standings not just in this division and then when we're done with all that we'll uh we'll tell you which team we thought won the offseason and which team is going to win the division okay so let's start with london joe this team let's t- do a little recap before we th- before we say anything but this team is completely different besides krillin uh that's right if you thought if you liked this roster before t- tough beans there's no one on it <laughs> <laughs> from before bird ring thus guard prophet gesture fury but Quartermain. they have all left and they now have Krillin, Bernard, Fuse, Shui, Jamek, Hailey, Sanguinar, and Glister, who is underage right now. Um so,
1: yeah, well, only until uh like January. So he'll, he'll, January. he'll, he'll play the full season.
0: Yeah, twenty-sixth of January, which is before the season starts. So he's fine. Um and I don't think this roster's quite done yet, because they only have uh eight players including Glister so
1: yeah and when they were um when they were announced on uh looks like november uh into in november they um uh, they did announce the as like the initial eight for london so yeah they definitely got more coming
0: yeah so um there could be some really cool pickups coming in the pipeline maybe they get bumper or someone and then my the stocks would rise for for london for me right now but um, Joe, this is the, probably the toughest one because I I don't think we we know too much about any of these players, do we?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, um I'm really excited to uh sort of launching right into our format, I know, but uh really excited to watch uh Bernard play on this roster in particular. Um again, as a as a Philly fan, um, obviously he's a veteran of um, the multiple time contenders champion, um, fusion university. Yes. Um, but, it, but we've got, uh, obviously Curlin from last season on London, um, highly came over from, uh, soul dynasty here in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got some, some Arts League experience, uh, to bring to the team as well. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't think, um, uh, so certainly I don't think the, the roster is done, but, um, I think maybe it's between London and Boston. Certainly for um, for like, like the most um, the most unknown factors um, in this and this division. But I think probably probably even London has it over Boston. Oh um, yeah. Just because that's what happens when you completely clean house.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to see some some Boston players in the World Cup. This is an all Korean team. So obviously, everyone on the Korea team was an Overwatch League. We didn't get to see any like up-and-comers on that. Uh, but I guess to start, we we start off with a difficult question. Best, what was their best pick of the offseason? What was their most unfortunate loss for London? Uh, their unfortunate loss is going to be real interesting. But um, yeah. <laughs> but best pickup, it's hard to tell because we both. I mean, I've seen some of these players in in uh, contenders i'm gonna have to go with Shui um because i enjoyed watching him on runaway i I, i'm looking forward to see seeing this this iteration of runaway how they end up doing because they're all split up unlike the vancouver the the vancouver titans they were all still together this time we got a runaway team that that all basically left each other um so I'm, i'm really interested in seeing those pieces in different places i think this is a cool pickup uh for them uh, I'm I, I'm most I don't know if it's their best pickup, but I'm most focused on him right now. Um, so I'll go Shui.
1: Yeah. So, so, so yeah, best pickup for me. Um, it, it, I don't know. I, I kind of want to say Burner, but I think probably more valuable. yeah, uh, so I want to watch Burner, but probably I think their most valuable uh, pickup may have been highly honestly, from from Seoul. I mean, we didn't see tons of of play from him, but. Uh when we did it was with that uh sort of double roster that that Soul was running uh, which ended up relatively successful for them i think but to have that experience on what's already a really large support line um you know maybe we see Hele and krillin playing together um double checking their hero pools, so I don't uh, uh misspeak there but um uh, i I guess I guess they play they play similar roles but um but, but to have that kind of uh flexibility I think is good. Um, and uh, again, with keeping in mind that uh, this isn't the last we'll see of news from London between now and uh, like the 8th of February.
0: Yeah, um, could be another huge pickup. So uh, as of now, that's what we think uh, on December 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as worst loss goes, they've got a lot of losses here, Joe, um, all of them pretty bad because this was a championship roster at some point and they honestly did not do bad last year either um but apparently they're like yeah it's time to clean house i'm gonna go with i think there's one obvious player here that's like well he was their best player why like and he was arguably the best player in the league but i'm gonna go with like an underrated one and that's bedosian who i think was has always been a sleeper on this team mainly because he's outshined by jonak uh jonak is a little better than him at at his role but bedojan has always been right alongside jonak in my opinion he's almost he's almost been one of the top tier uh top tier uh supports in the league so uh, i'm gonna go with bedojan as a huge loss i think he was a good leader too um and i think and i think it was even more of a loss because this came after they lost Profit, gesture, fury—all these three players—and I was like, okay, well, they still have Bedogian. Like, he's a good player, and then I was like, no, that we still don't have—we don't have Bedosian. We're cleaning house, and that was like the officially of the moment where I was like, okay, London wants a completely new team, which is weird. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Bedogian. Joe, worst loss for you?
1: Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I think probably the, uh, the 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 player you were alluding to up there in your preface, I'm sure, was Profit. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I had to guess, yes. Um, (laughs) Who's obviously now on the Soul Dynasty? We'll talk about at some point, but um, yeah. So, if not profit, yeah, sure. We'll we'll throw profit out there too. (laughs) Super big loss, Um, but but particularly Fury too. I I think um, he's the one I'd highlight in this section. um, Lost over to the Philly Fusion for season three, which that's a whole uh, different exciting thing that's going to happen. But, um, uh, but 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 with lots of Fury, I mean, he was just with the way he was playing, particularly um, particularly near the end of the season. Um, uh, I mean, his 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 off tanks are really good, <laughs> and uh, is looking at uh, between Burner and JMac. I think Burner is the uh, off tank player. If I had to guess, yeah. Uh, Burn's gonna be doing a lot of that role for London, but I think it's gonna be really hard, um, to to step into shoes like Fury's. Um, it's just, yeah, that's there's definitely a, a loss. I think, um, for London for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's we'll see how this team does, and I trust like Cloud Nine's a great organization. I think they can. They can definitely put together a new roster that will still be great, um, but right now, just lots of question marks. I still think London was a great team last year, even though they didn't they didn't win like they did the first year. I still think they did really well. So it's just this is the biggest question mark to me as to why they they wanted to. This was this was not the re, the roster I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna completely wipe it. So. Um, players to watch is the next one um and Shwe kind of was mine um but I'm, I'm gonna go with fuse and burner who are the two fusion university get- i mean as, as fusion university starts to age and we finally get those players who turn 18 we're now getting more and more of them in the league fusion university has been a dominant force in contenders since since it started basically so now that we're getting like all all of the roster to, to funnel up an Overwatch League, it's nice. I'm just gonna go with those two, as uh, because I'm, I'm eyes eyes on former Fusion University players for me so far.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I've said it like twice already in our team preview. So you, you said two players, so I'll join you in also selecting those two players. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to watch. Um, I want to watch the Fusion University guys and see because um, obviously they've. Got high expectations on them, um, and obviously they're not gonna be able to like single-handedly carry the team. And if they do, that'll be super impressive. But but just to see how um, where they end up shaking out in terms of um, in terms of the Overwatch League and all the people who are um, you, you know who've already made names for themselves um, and what can they actually do?
0: Exactly. Um, well, Joe, it's time for uh, the big the big question will london spitfire be in the top 10 of the league or will they be in the bottom 10 of the league last year they were in the top 10 uh they got seventh in the regular season at least and they made they made it to the playoffs through that card tournament um so they were they were on the cusp of making bottom 10 um with what i think was a way better roster than what they have right now so with that logic, I just have to put a bottom ten for now. There are too many question marks with this team. There are a lot. There's a lot of good potential here, um, but it's a brand new team. I don't know why they they left. They lost all their 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 top ten team. They already had. So, uh, yeah, I'm going bottom ten for this team.
1: Yeah, I feel like I should have uh, done at least a very rough draft power rankings going into this, so I would know how to answer this properly. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah i could just like you just say every team is gonna be in the top 10 yeah so, i guess we should really mention
0: <laughs> i did not make a rough draft of my power rankings so when we get to the power rankings episode it could be complete also london's gonna have probably more players than this by then that's the main reason why i didn't really make a power rankings i'm just doing it based off their roster now so it's true it could change when we get to our power rankings
1: yeah which will be uh that show right before the opening weekend so it'll be cool mm-hmm
0: Exciting, um, yeah.
1: Um, but I, I do think I would tend to agree with you. Uh, I mean, we sort of uh, we, we we've talked in the past about this. This season three, um, in many ways, for many teams is sort of looking like, um, like, like, do you are, are you going with a big team or are you going with the budget team? You know, we've <laughs> used that phrase before, yeah. um, and, and I think London is definitely um, one of the budget team. Excuse me, uh, one of the, the budget teams for sure. Uh, which is unfortunate, but um, you know. That being said, I think they can definitely do good things. They're they're not going to be they're not going to be the worst team in the league, no question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think probably um, we uh, probably bottom ten, also. Um, you know, maybe thirteen or fourteen, but um, probably not top ten. I wouldn't.
0: Think. Yeah, I agree. Right now, um, definitely could be a surprise, but. But as of now, I'm not too hot on them. All right, uh, let's move on to the next team. Paris Eternal, who have also had a huge offseason. They all have. Uh, Paris Eternal this offseason have lost LH Cloudy to the Gladiators. Finzy, Danye, and Shadowburn, who all uh, are not on other rosters quite yet. Um, but they have added uh, Z, NoSmite, um, Smex. And then Sparkle and Hanbin, and they got a a new head coach. Um, Who's their head coach again? Rush. Um. Rush. Uh, Rush. And I I think the biggest news from the Paris Eternal side is obviously uh, this all-European squad decided, hey, um, this this element mystic coach wants to join Paris, we should probably do that. Because element mystic is the best contenders team um which then got them um got them some players in return because their coach was going to coach paris eternal so they said oh i like our coach i will go to the paris eternal specifically sparkle and hanbin um very very good <laughs> uh, i'll just my immediate Immediate reaction to that is yes, good job, <laughs> good job, Paris. You finally made a smart decision. This t- team struggled last year, of course, as we know. They were good at times. They came out swinging on the in the interviews, and they were like, "We're European gets goats meta. You're, that's that's a European meta. We're going to destroy." And they didn't do that. Um, they did not exactly do that. So, let's get into it. Best pickup, worst loss for this team. Oh, yeah, I should also mention uh, Z is from Element Mystic as well. Um, And, God, it's hard to pick a best pickup out of all of these Element Mystic players because they're all good. Um, But it's hard to pick sparkle because he won't be there till like halfway because he's under age and same with Hanbin, but he'll be there like a couple weeks into the season. His is February 20th. This is his birthday. Um, so I'm going to go with, with C and, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to in general, him rush, all these element players are their p- best pickups. Like it's just it's a fact these guys are really good the best possible pickups this offseason in my opinion and paris got them which was the least likely team in my mind going into this offseason to get them and uh they got them i'm going with I'm going with these guys that yeah the best pickup for sure for me
1: there you go yeah um and i, I think uh because obviously we're not anywhere near a, a full korean roster yet here for uh for for um, Paris, that they've still got lots of lots of EU players, and so actually um, uh, you, just to be different, uh, my my pick here is going to be actually um, uh, not a Korean player. I'm impressed um, that they've well, uh, I'm impressed that they brought in uh, the the two tank players, they both Nosmite and Smex. Um, but I'll highlight Smex um, here in this position actually. Um, he's a, a British player. He's been on at least two, um, at least three Overwatch World cup teams, Yeah. Uh, which I guess is all of them. Or was there? Yeah. Three. Or there've been, there've been four now, I think. Oh, maybe. really? I don't know, uh, but <laughs> he's got lots of, uh, team UK Overwatch World cup experience, um, uh, uh, playing his octane picks in particular. Uh, so come up alongside Ben best. Um, uh, nose might also, but, um, it plays more of the off tank role as i recall uh but, but, but that's gonna be a, a really cool uh european addition to this roster i think for sure um obviously we haven't seen him on a team yet but um he's definitely um definitely gonna be cool to watch i think in that spot
0: yes um scott great pickups by paris this offseason as far as losses go uh, they lost four, as I mentioned earlier. Lh Cloudy Finzi Donia Shadowburn. Um, all of them aren't like too bad of losses, in my opinion. Uh, but if it's anyone, it's Shadowburn because he's just been like a mainstay. He's a veteran, you know, and it's 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 hard to lose veterans sometimes because they are leaders. they they can teach you. They can teach the young ones things that they don't know about being a pro being on the big stage. Um, so I did think it's rough to, to lose Shadowburn. He also has tons of fans. So you're losing some Shadowburn fans there, which stinks. Uh, so I'm just gonna, gonna go shadow, Shadowburn with, with worse loss. But honestly, I think a, a, every pickup has been an upgrade basically. So their losses haven't been too bad.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's, it's probably who I would go with as well. I, I think the other, um, the other, like, main choice would probably be LH Cloudy, uh, who, again, has been picked up by the Gladiators. Uh, so he does have a home in Season 3, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, Shadowburn, um, um, he he was, I think, um, one of my favorite Philly players Season 1, and so I made a point to, to follow him at least in uh, Season 2 on Paris. But, uh, but yeah, maybe he picks up. Or maybe he, he is picked up um, here in the next month and a half or so, or maybe not, but... Uh but yeah they're uh I was gonna say they're definitely gonna feel his loss but uh they would if they hadn't um, upgraded their DPS line here.
0: Yep exactly. Um as far as players to watch for me I'm gonna just point out soon real quick because um before Sparkle turns eighteen he's he's definitely he definitely has a starting role in my opinion he's he's got the starting role so I think. The first half of the season you're going to want to watch soon because if he if he he carried this team last year and if he continues to do that this year um i think he keeps his spot despite an element mystic dps duo on this roster um even when sparkle is 18 like i think it's I think that's going to be the most interesting dynamic because Soon is one of the best DPS players in this league and he could get kicked out just because of synergy. Honestly, it could be he could be out of the starting lineup just because of that. Um so I I my, all my eyes are on Soon seeing how he does with with new players in the starting lineup alongside of him and seeing if he can if he can keep that spot because he he is a really good DPS player, but if he if he isn't carrying the team like he he did before, they might just Boot him out because of that, because of that Korean synergy on, on the Element Mystic for the DPS duo. want Sparkles eighteen.
1: Yeah, I like that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't thought to, hadn't thought that far ahead yet, but <laughs> uh, um, I think my um, my pick for that again with um, taking this European roster, adding um, several Korean players. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Nose might fits into that um, again, particularly on the tank line. Um. Whether uh, you, you know in his interactions with BudBest uh, here at the beginning of the season, if that continues to be a thing, um, uh, or, or, you know whether uh, he and he and Smacks uh, end up on on some rotation, which I feel like I always talk about, but that's a that's a thing lots of teams do. Um, but, but yeah, to see where might uh, in addition to the rest of the Korean players, um. Are able to insert themselves into, um, into the European roster and, and uh, have success with that. And I think that'll probably start obviously with um like at the coaching level, which is uh, that's why it's cool to have Rush there too.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Top ten, bottom ten here. Paris Eternal last year overall finished 14th. Their record was 11 and 17 in the Atlantic Division. They finished fifth. Um, and, uh, as far as these North teams out of these five North teams, um, they were ahead of Toronto and Boston, but behind London and New York. So they're right in the middle, basically of everything. Uh, they got some good players and Joe initial thoughts here. I think they're top 10 this year. I think they're like on the edge of it though. They've got really good players, really good upgrades. I'm not quite convinced that they're like, they're like top five ish, but I think they're top 10. I'm I'm going top 10 with Paris.
1: Yeah. I think they're, um, we can't say this about all teams, but I, I think Paris is basically universally upgraded, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. That's a, that that's, it's definitely a good thing for them. And yeah, they're definitely going to do, um, better than 14th. I feel like in this, this coming season. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, this is a similar position to you, I think, um, sort of right there on the bubble, uh, around 10, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe in the top half. Um, and that'll probably just depend on how some of these other teams shake down. Um, but, but yeah, definitely an upgrade for Paris. Um, they're, they're definitely going to see success. Um, and I think, um uh, we haven't really talked about this yet. I, I think they probably are done if I had to guess, uh, building this roster uh, with their nine active players and, and two underage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, just, it's just a matter of how some of these other teams shake down, but it's, it's definitely uh, looking like a good season uh, if you're a Paris fan.
0: I agree. I agree. Only only thing you're scared of is synergy issues or something like that, in my opinion. That's, that's it, because uh, there's some good talent on this roster. We move on to Newark Excelsior. Who has uh, out of this division as uh, the least amount of moves this offseason made? They lost Flower, Mecco, Pine, um, and they have picked up Hotpa, Bianca, and Who Are You. Good, good pickups, good pickups, as well as uh, Mandu. Uh, so those that's still a good amount of pickups, but this division is so it changes so much that that that's still the least amount basically um yeah so they were new york excelsior great team obviously finished very well last year obviously um the best in the atlantic division overall so this is um that they've decided unlike London that, Oh, that means we should probably keep most of our starting roster here. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I know it's a crazy it's... idea, but they're doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're, they starting rosters here. It's looking good. Save be, of course, save be liberal. Mano, Jonek, Animo, um, Nene all staying on their team. Uh, and yeah, they got some nice pickups. <sighs> uh to jump right into it and say their best pickup uh who are you uh th- this one's easy for me i'm gonna go who are you he was he's He's finally 18 now i think for a while he's been the underage guy everyone's like that he's really good and um he needs to be on a team he was of course on lunatic high uh he was on fusion university S- sky foxes for a bit and now he is old enough to finally be in o- in overwatch league I think Who Are You is their best pickup.
1: Yeah, that's. uh, I think that's probably what I would have picked as well. Um, But since I can't. uh, (laughs) It's illegal. uh, Yeah. uh, There there are definitely other good choices on this roster, I think. So I'd probably uh, probably go with Hotba, I think, also. Um, uh, Assigned as an off tank, obviously, to come up um, alongside Mono. Uh, here in season three, but I mean, we've seen, um, the kind of flexibility he has though. So, I mean, even back, uh, you know, Philly fusion, uh, season one playoffs, um, <laughs> being able to, to pull out all sorts of heroes, uh, from his position there, but even in the two, two, two meta, um, uh, not in the two 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 meta, even on the one charge before the two, two, two meta, same thing, having that kind of flexibility, um, last season to, to really contribute to the team, um, uh, and, um, uh, looking forward to watching his, uh, uh, his off tank play uh, for New York too, and uh, sort of in that vein, to um, talking about the the biggest loss, uh, biggest loss from the team has got to be Mecco. Uh, I mean, I was super surprised uh, that he went anywhere in the first place uh, <laughs> on uh, from this roster uh, here during the off season. You know, Houston must have given him a lot of money, but um, uh, yeah, Mecco I think easily. Um, He's the biggest loss here for New York. I mean, um, he's he's been as as much of a core of this roster as as Carpe for Philly, as Custa for LA Valiant, um, and uh, yeah, to, to have him off was was surprising. And I think they'll uh, they, they might uh, want him back at some point.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I mentioned most of their stand- starting lineup staying. Mecca was the one from their starting lineup who didn't stay, um, and he was felt like a mainstay but honestly hotba um super impressed with that player last year on charge like just just a fantastic player i think i i think i picked him on our fantasy team which by the way we completely forgot about for some reason uh, <laughs> because of his flexibility and i think he was a pretty good fantasy player but yeah, yeah. really impressed with him last year as far as worst loss it's got to be Mecco, but i'll just point out pine because i mean it's a it's a big name loss there because as we know most of the player most of the fans in the Overwatch League thinks this think this guy's an all-star even if he doesn't play so uh yeah pretty big loss he's he's such a big name to a lot of casual Overwatch League fans that that i mean they've i mean they didn't even notice he wasn't he was playing last year so it might not <laughs> matter but um yeah. they'll miss him i think so He's a streamer still, but he's not gonna be on stage so uh they'll miss him just for his just for just for that name recognition uh who just for that the forty five
1: seconds on Ilios?
0: yes exactly <laughs> uh who are you watching who are you watching on this team joe who's the player to watch
1: um yeah that's a good question i think um Probably the the more obvious answer which I already took a more obvious one, so I have no regrets um uh, saying that it's going to be who are you um on this roster but in particular um trying to see where in the world he fits in um in this d p s line that exists uh we was say Bilby and libero and nene um I think for a while who are you and flower were on the roster together question mark um looks like that's not the case um but a lot of really big-name DPS players um, already sitting on this roster, and it's just... i um, will be really interested to see where and how um, uh, he, he's ever able to, to get into that um, on his own. It's because it's, it's going to take... Um, it's it's, it's going to take some work, and it's going to take... Uh, he's going to have to earn a spot there, um, a, a starting spot or a utility spot. But, uh, re- re- yeah, really, really interested to see how... Uh, who are you
0: coming here? Yeah, looks like we're we're switching or uh, we're we're reversing because I'm choosing hotpa for my player to watch. Um, here, uh, yeah, Hapa, as I mentioned before, I mean his 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 role on Guangzhou Charge is was very different from what it's going to be on this team because on Guangzhou Charge he was like the carry. He was he was their best player, and it was obvious. And he was flexing to all these different roles, and and he was sort of carrying them on any role he could be on. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if that's his if that's his role on this team. Like, I don't think they need him to be in that role. I don't think they need him to be playing tracer and then switching to off and doing all this stuff. And uh, like, it's, I think it's going to be super interesting to see where he fits in this roster in comparison to the team leadership role he had on Guangzhou Charge. Um, so I, my eyes are on on because I I don't know what he's going to be doing here. All right top 10 bottom 10 for this one. I think this is one of the easier ones, Joe, for top 10 bottom 10. Uh New York Excelsior has been at the top of this league for 2 years in a row now. They have barely changed their roster this year. Um but where they did, it was fantastic with Hotba, with Who Are You, um, with Bianca. With these pickups were amazing and they did Mecca was the only really big loss in my opinion. It's obviously top 10, right, Joe?
1: Uh yeah yeah no, I, I would think so, um I, I mean it's really it's hard to improve from, um you know season one performance season two performance, uh, granted never, uh, never winning but, uh, really consistently good, um, uh, through both those seasons yeah they, they're definitely gonna gonna stay up there I would think, um, and I guess the last question we can just add this to our, uh, our list of questions is are they done? Oh yes. Um, and I feel like they might be. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I think they're I think fine.
1: Got uh, only two two sports like on the active roster, uh, Jonek and Animo, but uh, Montu coming up as soon as he turns eighteen. Yeah. Um. Uh. But but yeah, I think they they could uh, very reasonably be done with this roster.
0: Yep. And and uh, Jonek and Animo were their only supports last year too. So uh, yeah, that that's. I think they're good. I think they're done um yeah so nyxl the question for nyxl is more not if they make top 10 but it's if they are the one if they win it all um let's move on to the boston uprising who is uh, the offseason is is the time for boston uprising it's when they're the busiest uh because they they really like to change their roster completely for two years in a row now um I'd say the first year was more of, more of the players on their team didn't like the atmosphere, <laughs> um, and said bye. Especially after Krusty left, because I think a lot of them like Krusty. Um, this year, it feels more of these players didn't really work out <laughs> um, because they they're, they obviously didn't do well last year. Uh, they got nineteenth and went eight and twenty. So. Um,
1: which you hate to see
0: exactly especially from a team i i a you especially from a team with like a unique way to run their roster like this i don't think anyone else in the league is is running their team like this team is so it's sad when that fails in my opinion because you you want to see innovation you want to see something new um and and you gotta appreciate huck's ability to scout and he has, once again, done that this year, and we'll see if it pays off. So in the offseason, they kept Color Hex, Axiom, and Fusions. They lost um, a lot of people. They lost, let's see, Calix, AimGod, Alamo, RCK, Persia, Stellar, and Blase. Um, a lot of them are on AimGods on Washington Justice now. Blase is on Houston Outlaws. Uh, Calix is on Toronto uh and yeah those are the only ones who are currently on a new new roster we still got stellar persia rck alamo i think uh, looking for new places to go and i i think we could very well see them be picked up they're they're all good players uh but yeah we're, and then they picked up uh muenbong jerry uh mufin on a two-way boston uprising uh, academy is like one of the only the only academy teams left um that belongs to an Overwatch League team. Swimmer, Munchkin, and then Bruce. And um, so yeah, uh, brand new stinking roster. Joe, I'll, I'll 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 let you get into who you think their best pickup was, though.
1: Yeah. So this will be <laughs> super interesting, really, yeah. <laughs> um, because the, like you said, lots of lots of turnover, um, exciting things going around um, all over the league. Uh, obviously, I think Jerry has uh, objectively the best name <laughs> um, <laughs> on this roster. Agreed. Um, <laughs> it's probably fair to say, but uh, yeah, as far as good signings, I don't. Um, uh, excuse me, I don't follow uh, the Boston Uprising Academy very much, um, but I'm really interested in seeing uh swimmer play. Uh, when we get into the season here with 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 Boston, um, he's obviously been been uh, pretty good on that roster. I know, uh, and in fact, I think um, I want to say he's been um, playing in some of these open division tournaments, but that doesn't make sense. So maybe, maybe that's I'm thinking of somebody else. But um, but, but but super good player. Um, he's got a, a really nice contenders resume, um, but coming in now. Um, as a support player for boston and that's um it's gonna really be cool to see uh, i think currently the only american on the roster uh, for what that's worth mm.
0: yeah interesting i'm gonna go munchkin purely because um it's not too often boston picks up in the offseason it's not too often boston picks up like a player who was on an overwatch league roster i use Soul dynasty um and i think that's huge actually uh because the more like last year i think maybe the bigger problem was a lot of their new players who ended up taking over for the starting lineup were new to overwatch league um whereas munchkin he's not all these players uh they're fresh in the overwatch league scene munchkin can bring in some bring in some uh, knowledge from a previous overwatch league team and a pretty good organization in soul dynasty um, and bringing some insight from there, I think it's, I think it's good when you pick up a veteran, uh, sometimes. And I, I think that's the reason Huck brought him in too. So I think that, I I think that's my favorite pickup from them just because it's unique to what Boston usually does. Um, as far as worst lost goes, they've lost so much, of course. Um, it's gotta, I mean, it has to be aim God, right? Like he's so good, um, that it's just, it's, it's rough to lose someone like that it's 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 like losing striker last year um it honestly is very similar to it because Stryker was one of the best players in season one i think aim god was one of the best players last year even though the team sucked i i think aim god was fantastic um really really good support player and yeah it's it's sad to sad to lose him but if you're an uprising fan you, you i feel like you just expect it at this point
1: yeah and uh but for me um I, I'm gonna go through and say probably r two k honestly it was um, it's, it's a similar sort of thing that I was um a little surprised that they didn't keep him on um and obviously uh, maybe they were thinking ahead about some of these other tank players they might signed um axiom and, and muffin and, and Bruce but um but yeah for how for how important RCK was to Boston um, in this past uh, this past season, I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, I was, I was surprised to see him go at the time, uh, but certainly now I think uh, they may end up missing him, and um, that he's not on a team currently, which is also interesting. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I think when I saw that name and he wasn't on a roster, that was the most interesting to me because he does he's a unique, unique player for sure and um i think he deserves a roster i think he's good he's flexible as far as player i want to watch the most it is brusen as you just mentioned him uh because we saw him netherlands vastly outperformed our expectations in the world cup this year and i think he was a big part of it um when huck there's an article mentioning there's an article like summing up the streams almost every roster pickup this offseason was announced in a stream by huck himself Uh, and huck mentions the reasons why he picked up all these players originally and brusen i think he even mentions brusen like was outperformed in a lot of their tryouts and did not perform well at all but brusen was picked up specifically because of his personality and his and his drive um and I think it's always interesting because I think Fusions is a similar player, also a tank too, who makes a lot of mistakes, but is so emotionally driven that he's good at being a leader. Um, so I'm interested in, in seeing Bruce and and uh, where he fits into this team too, because I think he did really well in the World Cup, and I'm excited to watch him. How about you, Joe? Yeah, uh,
1: I'm trying to think. Um, comparing <laughs> comparing from uh, uh, the past seasons, you know, but, uh, but yeah, on this, this, this roster in particular, I mean, uh, I think uh, it's got to be one of the two support players, I think, for me um, just because it's completely new um, I mean, Kellex obviously was the last uh, uh, original season one Boston player uh, to leave the team uh, but also, um, Persia and Alamo and a- and God are all gone. Um, so, so either Swimmer or or Myungbong, um I think is going um, to be interesting to watch for me just to make uh, to to try to see how they're how they're going together and how they're um, um, becoming like a, a core support line. And you know it doesn't have to be something that happens super quickly. Um, just because it it takes time to become um, you know cohesive and that sort of thing, but. Uh, but but it's definitely something that that needs to happen for for Boston. It's just a matter of when um, and how that's gonna uh, how that's gonna come about.
0: Yep. Um, all right. Top ten, bottom ten for this team. As I mentioned before, last year the Boston uprising uh, got 19th overall, went eight and twenty. They were not last in the Atlantic Division. Florida had that honor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Boston pretty bad season to be fair they were tied technically they were tied with toronto and washington eight at eight and 20 but got 19th because of their map differential um which was minus 37 yeah uh as far as for me i still am putting them in bottom um i think mainly because the players they kept i'm not that impressed with fusions is a good leader and i if you've listened to this podcast in the past you know i'm a huge fan of him and his reinhardt play um and he's only good at reinhardt he's only really good at reinhardt is my issue with him so if reinhardt's in the meta of this team and we saw it last season is great they were they were competing with everyone in stage one last season uh, and then sort of fell off after reinhardt left the meta and reinhardt wasn't as important um so yeah, uh, Boston. I still gotta put him in bottom ten, just because. Just because it's. Uh, I mean, if Huck was able to take these no names two years in a row and churn out a top ten team, I would obviously put him in the top ten with unknowns again. But l- after last year, like, kind of makes you lose your confidence in Huck's Huck's abilities a little bit. So I'm just gonna keep him bottom ten for now. That's where he. That's yeah. where he wants to be, oh. though. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: Uh, but yeah, you, you don't have to you don't have to feel too bad about that because because um, that's where I am keeping them as well. I think um, you, you know it's certainly possible uh, that once once this team gets going and we we can see uh, how they're playing together, it's certainly possible that they end up um, in a better position um, relative to um, like the, the skills and abilities of uh, season two Boston Uprising. But um, I don't know uh, you're you gonna have a sort of sit. sit I haven't uh, sort of sat down to parse out yet exactly what that means in terms of how they'll line up um, against all of the rest of the season three teams, um, but yeah, certainly the bottom half of the league, I think, unfortunately, um, um, despite potentially a, a better roster, like numbers wise.
0: Yep. And uh, are they done making changes? Yes, they are officially done making changes, according to them. Oh, that nice. is not our decision. That is theirs. <laughs> cool. Um. All right, Toronto Defiant. This is the last team here. Toronto Defiant, and this is another team that has made a significant amount of changes. Okay, <laughs> where to begin here? Um, so <laughs> they lost Gods, Cherik, Aid, I'm 37, Pung, Ivy, and Neko this offseason. Aid is now a coach for the Paris Eternal. And Ivy has gone to the Philadelphia Fusion. But uh, the rest of this team has yet to find somewhere to go. And that makes sense after how awful the ending to this team's season was. Um, They have added a lot of people, though. And a lot of good people. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Uh, You got Kareev, which is fantastic. Agilities. You got Beast, (laughs) Surefor, Kellex and Nevix um and as far as who they kept they kept Mangachu logics and uh Rokai uh who's uh, on a two way still i guess um uh, looks like it yeah. okay so the brand new spanking roster basically let's start with you Joe who's who do you think was their best pickup
1: yeah it's it's a good question um uh, i mean there's, like, three equally legitimate answers I could give. Because um, <laughs> I could, you know, easily say Beast Halo on Tank, uh, who obviously is just going by Beast now, but uh, uh, that uh, Beast on Tank is going to be super cool to watch. I could say Kareev uh, and Kellicks for that matter. Um, uh, but but, but Kareev in particular, um, coming from the Los Angeles Valiant, just dominating the support category in... Um, uh, in lots of different ways, uh, certainly in Season 3. Um, but, I mean, you, you kind of also have to talk about the uh, the reunited Team Canada DPS line um, that's now found its home on Toronto Defiant. I think that'll be, um, for as official as it is, I'll, I'll call that my official pick, it is all three of Mangachu Agilities and Sure Um that, granted, I think Mangachu... Uh one of them was there early. I forget now who was there earlier. Um yeah, Magatwe joined. Yeah, mangachu uh, joint sort of stage made, three. Made seasoned, stage but, three he joined. Um but to have all, all three of them there um uh, now is super cool. Um uh reuniting the uh like I said, Team Canada but also um you know, we have a, a gladiator and a a valiant angel or something. <laughs> um See, see, that's what happens when you have an adjective um, <laughs> we can't. for your team name. Is is that you you can't, you, you can't like say, oh well, there's a gladiator on Toronto. Yeah, you, the there's market. a
0: valiant on Toronto. Come on, come on.
1: <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> um, but they're all together. It's super cool. They're gonna do well. Um, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Uh, as Joe just answered, what's their best pickup? All of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be Creep for me though. Uh i think he is he's just the best player on this team uh for sure so when whenever you make a pickup and it's like well that's that's now their best player like that's a that's a great pickup so uh yeah it's gotta be Curry for me he had such a fantastic end to last season ever since 222 came in he has just been a freak he's been great um <laughs> so i'm gonna go with him as far as uh losses go this is another situation where you didn't really lose anyone that great or they the person you lost got replaced by someone even better this is definitely that situation here um i don't know this one's tough for me because honestly none of them are none of them are too bad i guess Neko is is a name that I that I look at and I say, Yeah, he's good. He's a good player. He's not on a team yet. But it's not like that sad that they lost him. They have Kareev and and Kalix now. I don't um Ivy I guess is also pretty good, but they've got agility sure forward Mangachu now. So <laughs> how about you Joe? what do you gotta say about it? Yeah,
1: yeah, I might have said Ivy, I think. Um if nothing else could just because he um, is now on another team um you know so there's uh, there's at least at least the philadelphia fusion also able to see um you, you know to see something in him um but uh but yeah you're right it's just so many upgrades um on this on this team like um like on paris that uh i think it was paris we talked about um good upgrades around the board too but uh yeah that it's hard to hard to point to one specific like man you you wish as a fan um that they could take that back
0: yeah exactly um i think if you're a toronto Defiant fan after that pretty awful uh awful last season i don't think you're saying wow i'm going to miss these players um because they didn't really do anything so uh as far as players to watch go, go i am looking at nevix because He's a good player who was on San Francisco Shock last year, but he wasn't good enough to be in the starting lineup ever, um, which isn't saying he's bad because the San Francisco Shock, is they're stacked, obviously. So uh, I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, all right, Nevix, you're Novik's—you're—you're one of the two tank players on this team, uh, which means you, you must play, and uh, I want to see what you can do. I want to see what you can do, Nevix. Um, I'm looking at him, and I want to see what he can do. So my eyes are on him.
1: Yeah. um, And for me, I mean, I'm just... um, I I could sort of give the same answer I already did, and say, well, I'm just fascinated to see what happens with the DPS line. Uh, Because, you know, in in some scenarios, I could see, like, the logic just gets no playtime now. um, Because you've got... Short deep hero pool. You've got agility's deep deep hero pool. Um, you've got your magnitude Torbjorn that you can play because <laughs> um, obviously, obviously that's a joke. But, <laughs> um, but, but but I can see a world where logic is world Logics gets no play time. I can see a world where um, where they all four can can play and contribute a lot to the team. Um, and it, it's just a matter of seeing um, the, you know exactly how uh, the coaches and stuff are gonna. Um, work
0: that out all right joe top 10 bottom 10 obviously toronto finished pretty awful last year but this is a completely different roster they finished 17th and 20 pretty bad uh do they turn it around with their brand new roster top 10 bottom 10
1: i think it is absolutely possible for this to be a top 10 team which yeah. is uh not super surprising yeah. but <laughs> Yeah.
0: um i'm gonna like i feel like most people are going to say top 10 right now but i am gonna do the hot take and say bottom 10 mm-hmm. i think th- there are big names here but their biggest name is kareev and he was on a team that didn't even get top 10 last year the same with agilities um i think sure is good probably their best dps player um but yeah, I don't know about Kellix is good too. He's obviously been in Overwatch League for a while. I don't know if he's that great. I'm excited for Beast and Nevix, but I I'm gonna like there are a lot of good teams in this league. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a little wary right now and say they're say they're bottom ten. This is obviously some big names that people love, um, but a lot of these big names haven't been on teams that have made top ten really. So. Um, Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep them in bottom ten for now. Um, and then are they done with pickups? I don't know if they are they done. I feel like they.
1: I don't know if they've said one way or the other.
0: They've they made a lot of pickups. I don't know if they've actually said if they're done. They don't. I think they can be done. I think they'd be done. They could be. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, only change I would you know even really see possible to make is like maybe you want another tank player, but um it. It's equally as possible that they're satisfied with two.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so wait, did we did we both put Paris top ten? I think we did. So we I put so, two yeah. teams top ten. Three teams I put three teams bottom ten. Joe said possible Toronto would also join top ten. Um but which team which team won the off season, Joe? Which team had the best off season which team made the most improvements out of these five teams?
1: I think probably just uh, out of the off season. I think it's got to be Toronto, really, for me. Um, that um, just like I said, sweeping upgrades basically um, across the board, and you know, uh, trying to see how. Um, how much of an upgrade they end up being, but um, nevertheless, I think it's uh, lots of really good moves um, coming out from Toronto in the last few months. Yeah,
0: I gotta agree. It's either gonna be Toronto or Paris, so I'll go Paris. Um, yeah, Paris made sweeping upgrades as well, and um, finally, like the thing I complained about most last year, they finally decided, hey, we're we're gonna pick up Korean players. We're we're fine with non-european players which i think is going to be huge for them because uh, they surprisingly got a lot of element element mystic people in their organization now and that's fantastic for them and i I think it's pushing them to top 10 for me so um but as far as which team wins the division um i think this one's a little more obvious for both of us based on our thing right joe any (laughs) any surprises for you or is it just going to be that new york team
1: uh yeah i think it's, it's gonna take it's gonna take a little something for it to not be new york uh and you know just uh what that little something might be i have no idea but uh but yeah it's it's new york is definitely most likely yeah
0: i'm I going new york too i mean they were great last year and i think they made upgrades to their team too so yeah it's it's gotta be new york um I mean, if you want, I think it was clear from our previews, but if we want to talk which team had the worst offseason and lost the offseason in this division, I think we both would say London probably. Um, yeah,
1: I think that's that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, Boston might end up, I think in the final standings, Boston might end up being worse than London, but still London, like, it should be London and New York fighting for first, not New York and Paris or New York and Toronto um and right now in our mind it's new york paris and toronto fighting Chris division and london's not involved in that fight so that's sad okay um so yeah this was our first division preview um we're gonna do it three more yeah we got three more divisions to preview and i'm super excited i think the format worked out super well joe so good 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 job setting it up with me that's it was great good (laughs) podcast um oh yeah yeah, next week, I, we don't have a podcast next week because um, we are both on vacation. Uh, the week after that, Joe is still gone. I am not. I might do a solo episode. We shall see. But it will not include a preview of a division. It would just include news. So we'll see if I do that, depending on how much news there is. Um, so if not, it might be two weeks till we we'll see you guys next. And when we see you guys next, it will be another division preview so exciting
1: yeah three more of those and then uh, power rankings like we always do um and then all of a sudden season three starts
0: (laughs) super exciting super exciting um i think the first series is in new york too that'll be fun sounds right um and actually new york plays london so we'll get to see that london roster um cool So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow our personal Twitter accounts. Mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. You can follow our show's Twitter at On The Flank Show. We're going to be tweeting out those power rankings uh, so you can look at them alongside listening to us talk about them. Uh, You can email us on theflankshow at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any corrections to make, any questions to ask, any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. hyphen My personal YouTube channel, John George, you're most likely going to find that on my Twitter or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and uh, have some happy holidays.